John Groders has an important question that each of us must be ready to answer. Would I have the courage or the boldness to raise my hand and say, well, I, I believe in Jesus. If I might be the only one at this table. I might be the only one in this family. I might be the only one on this football team, in this business environment, in this movie, in this commercial crew that I'm on. Would I be willing to stand up? Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and I am in the studio this week with not one guest, but two guests, and we are going to talk about a new discipleship curriculum that is going to inspire you. Guest number one, John Groders. He is the director of the Tortured for Christ movie. We've talked to him before about the film. He's also the director of the video portions of a new curriculum from The Voice of the Martyrs, looking at the life of Richard and Sabina Wormbrand. Our other guest is Cole Richards. You've also heard him before here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. He is the president of The Voice of the Martyrs, and he is one of the on-screen discussion leaders through the video segments of the curriculum. John and Cole, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Todd. It's good to be here in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Cole, we say video curriculum or worm brand curriculum, and maybe different people have a different picture in their mind of, of what we're actually talking about. What is this? Yeah, this is a six-session discipleship study, and it's a discipleship study because it will inspire your faith. It's not a history lesson about the worm brands. It's not really anything other than something that's going to change the way that you walk with the Lord on a daily basis. And John, we have just walked downstairs to the studio from watching one of the segments of this curriculum. So for people who are, they're going to have a small group. We're going to give them a DVD that they can show the video segments. There are parts of the movie, Tortured for Christ. There's parts of Cole sharing and Peter Yasek sharing about what it means to follow Christ now, the lessons we can learn from the worm brands. There's parts of American Christians kind of wrestling with some of the truths that they're talking about. How did you manage to put all this together and have it make sense, and how hard was that? Hmm. Well, Cole just used the word inspire, and when you come across um, other members of the body of Christ who have yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit, it seems like it kind of can bleed into your blood a little bit. And it's not, like you said, just the history lesson of it, because we are participating in some spiritual way with this same Holy Spirit. And, and as we yield more and more to that leading and less and less to kind of maybe our own desires, we find that we're used by God more than before. The movie, Tortured for Christ, which we filmed in Romania, was the true story of a segment of Richard and Sabina's yielded life. And watching that film has inspired me, even though I was there for every frame of it, and lots of people who have seen the film to yield more to the Holy Spirit in their lives just as they've watched these people who put it all on the line. So the movie is is 
able to do that. But what if we had more time? What if we could dive more deeply into what made Richard and Sabina kind of who they were? What made them tick? What's available to us? And so trying to keep this curriculum in the same sort of spirit and quality and space that the movie was shot in. We actually, as you guys know, because we were all together, we went back to Romania and we shot these uh, curriculum segments on the streets and in the prisons and downtown and in the mountains in the same places that Richard and Sabina lived. And something about setting And I was talking to you about this, Cole, like when we shot those scenes in the movie and we found the original prisons and those prisons became available for our production crew, um, it made sense to shoot there because the authenticity of the location makes the film authentic. But we also noticed that when you put an actor into a situation that's that authentic, that their performance is inspired by the location. In the same way, I was believing, and I think it really rang true, that to bring Cole and to also bring Todd into these spaces that you guys would find yourself inspired by the locations. And so that's why we went all the way to Romania and filmed this in every creative way we could think of to make this both visually engaging and beautiful and authentic. But I was hopeful and believed that we all were in prayer that God would inspire us as we retraced those, those footsteps. And I have to say, from being there, uh, filming in Jalava Prison is something I don't think I'll ever forget. Mm. And John, we went to the solitary wing, and I went in the cell, and you closed the door. <laughs> and and just being in that cell with the door closed, hearing that latch latch, it took about 15 seconds for me to say, okay, John, open the door. I'm ready to come on out. Thinking about Richard Wormbrand in a solitary cell like that for three years is mind-boggling to me. Uh, and so, as you say, the, the authenticity of being there, I know it affected me being a part of this shoot. Cole, let's, let's talk about—John's mentioned the movie, so we know a lot of people have seen the movie. Literally tens of thousands of Christians have been inspired by Tortured for Christ, the movie— a lot of people have been inspired by the Wormbrand book, and we actually had the writer on just a few weeks back talking about her process of writing that book. What if I haven't seen the movie and I haven't read the book? Is this curriculum study guide, is this something—how do they all fit together? Yeah, this this curriculum is something that everybody should participate in, whether they've seen the movie yet or read the book yet or not. And really— this curriculum on its own, in its own right, it's going to tell you enough of the Wormbrand story to bring home the application. And that's what it's all about for us. What it's all about is when you encounter this story, just as you encounter stories in scripture, you come to the realization that God can use you powerfully. And that's what the point we really want to make. That's why it's inspirational. It's not hero worship that we hold the Wormbrands up on a pedestal Rather, the same God that worked in and through them to lead them to do things like, uh, for instance, the title of the second session of the curriculum is Evangelizing the Invaders. First the Nazis and then the atheistic communist regime invade Romania, and the Wormbrand's response was to reach them with love for Christ. If God can empower them to do something like that, to reach out in love to the very people who have invaded them, the same God the Holy Spirit dwells inside us, and we can do likewise. We can learn to live a victorious faith in Christ and walk that out in practical ways despite any opposition. 
what is it about Richard and Sabina that that made their Christian walk so exemplary? And and I ask this to both of you because I know both of you have spent hours and hours and hours in Richard and Sabina's story. Let it kind of wash over you and digested it. What is it that you think made them such exemplary Christians that are worthy of us looking at and saying, wow, I, I want to live for Christ the way they did. Yeah. Can I quote Cole Richards, <laughs> <laughs> who's sitting right here? Some Cole, you summarized it, and, and you said, uh, and maybe you were even quoting somebody, but there comes a point where Richard uh, never shows fear and never gives into hatred. Mm. Is that how you said that? Yeah, one of Richard's quotes, which is my favorite quote of his, is that Christ never hated or feared anyone. And and it's not because he was a, an amazing physical specimen of a man. You know, he wasn't this great hero. It was God's Holy Spirit within him because God neither fears nor hates anyone. God in Richard led Richard to be able to be Christ-like in that regard. And so in the story we experience Richard neither hating nor fearing the very people who are torturing him. And this this is a real story. This is a bit of history. And we have to deal with that. There's something very real at work in this episode in which God allows Richard to neither hate nor fear the very people who torture him. And in fact, Richard reaches out in love to those people. It's amazing. Hmm. Now imagine if you and I... Todd, <laughs> you and I, I, if we could, through the discipleship process, which is us becoming a disciple, a Talmudim of Jesus, walking in his footsteps, getting his dust all over us, and not just learning what Jesus teaches, but becoming like our rabbi. That's what discipleship is, becoming like a... Now, our rabbi, in our Messiah, Jesus, is this one who doesn't have to deal with fear or hatred. Could I even imagine my life becoming one where those two emotions were no longer part of my experience? Wouldn't that be beautiful? I'm not there yet. But by exploring how Richard and Sabina took steps, leading me closer to the Lord, and starting to use this language and talk this way, now the next time I fear, I, I, I sense fear or hatred creeping into my reaction, I mean, I'm going to try to check it. And I'm going to try to put it to bed. And if that were to happen, this is the beauty of a discipleship curriculum. Wouldn't it be fun if all of us listening to this podcast grew into a space where we were so at peace with God that we would be able to love even somebody who was totally taking advantage of us? It wasn't that they weren't taking advantage. They actually were. They actually were really our enemy. But we didn't have to deal with hatred anymore. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, and Todd asked the question, how do Richard and Sabina become these exemplary Christians? And session four in the curriculum includes this statement. The point of inspiration for all of us is, I can overcome trials through knowing and applying the living and active word of God. And this is so important because when the opposition came in very profound ways to Richard and Sabina, they weren't surprised by it because they were deeply ingrained in the scripture. So we put forth this effort of discipleship practices. One is to really ground ourselves in God's word. And speaking about fear, when Richard was arrested, it's a supernatural thing that he did not feel great fear in this situation where in any person's natural human response, you would be so fearful. He was snatched off the streets by the secret police completely without warning. And in that moment, he did not feel fear because the Lord was working in him, yes, but also because he was grounded in God's word and God's word came to his mind. 
And the power of God's word to speak a definitive word of peace in his heart was more powerful than his natural human reaction, which would be to be fearful. And I think about some of the people that that Richard dealt with, and you talk about neither fear nor hatred. We talked about the communist soldiers come into his country with guns and, and, you know, raping and pillaging and stealing. If you're ever going to fear a million communist soldiers coming in, that would be a good time to be afraid. The other people that come to my mind, though, is Richard was betrayed by some of his own church members, but he didn't feel fear or hatred of them either. And the soldiers, the torturers in the jail, he didn't feel fear or hatred. And like you say, John, picture that space uh, where we don't live in fear or hatred, and we don't let it affect the way we respond to people. Again, that's that's why this is worthy of spending six weeks looking at Richard and Sabina to just think about and talk about, you know, how do we get there? How do we incorporate that? What do you anticipate happening in a small group setting? Because this is a small group curriculum. What we envision is, you know, 10 or 12 or, or 20 or 25 people looking at these video segments, pulling out the discussion guide, and and really wrestling with some of these questions, some of the same questions we're talking about here. Well, it seems in our world that inspired conversations are almost a lost art. I mean, having conversations that are meaningful with other people is, is uh, I don't know, it, it may or may not be diminishing, but I find it's diminishing in my life. We stare at a television together or we stare at a game together. But a small group curriculum like this is designed to be an inspired conversation where you actually get the benefit of the body of Christ seeing a truth from various different perspectives, like different angles on the prism. And if you've ever been a part of an inspired conversation after something that's true has been put before you, whether it was a great film or a great book or a chunk of scripture, it's such a beautiful thing because it's not only your own ideas, Mm -hmm. but you may have something to contribute to that discussion, but so will other people. And you come out of there with this sort of beneficial, multiple perspective of body of Christ, the hand doesn't say the foot, I don't need you kind of a thing. And I think I wish, you know, we could all be a part of the inspired conversations that I believe will be accompanying this curriculum series. John, I know you shared, even in editing some of this material, you were challenged and and you did put it into practice. Can you share that story? You know, this has been a recurring theme. When we were filming the movie a year ago, we had a large crew and cast and there were sort of hardened crew member union. I mean, and they would say to me, I, John, you know, I can tell that God's presence is a part of this production. And that wasn't their normal language. Now we're working on the curriculum and I'm editing these words, who will stand for Christ? And it's, it's not enough to just publish this. I'm asking myself the question, you know, and, and Cole, something that you said when we interviewed you that day in Bucharest, you know, you made a comment very, you said every morning we wake up and we have a choice that day. Who are we going to live for that day? Are we going to are we going to go to the cross that day and sort of, you know, put our selfishness to 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 death and live for Christ today? Or today will it be about my ambitions? If you're asking yourself while editing, you know, this series that says who will stand for Christ, I had a a colleague that was in in town for just a, a month to do a particular technical job, and he was living at our house. He was actually a friend uh, who came from near Mexico City, not a believer. And I'm thinking, am I going to have a chance before I send this guy home 
to not only talk about how good we're doing on the technical aspects of this production, but about the spiritual base of this production. And an opportunity just sort of fell open, and we had a fantastic discussion in my kitchen about the rationality of the gospel and the steps of faith. And when when he left, I, I dropped him off at the airport, and, and I, I'm not like trying to preach to this particular guy. He's a very intelligent guy. And I said, I hope the seeds that have been planted in you that our true seeds will be watered by the Holy Spirit. This guy got back to Mexico City, and the next day I got a text where he said, thank you for the chance to work together. Thank you for welcoming me into your family, and thank you most of all for sharing Christ with me. And I was blown away by that text. But stand for Christ. This is a discipleship step, one that I need a push. I need an encouragement. I need an inspiration to do. Honestly, I do. I need that. I think this curriculum will inspire the body of Christ, to be bold, to stand on the Word of God, to welcome the strangers that might be moving into their neighborhood, uh, all these kind of things. These are topics that we're going to address in this in this six-week curriculum. Let's talk a little bit about Christian Wolfkus. Hmm. Christian Wolfkus, in my mind, is sort of the unsung hero of the entire Richard Wormbrand story, the entire Voice of the Martyrs ministry. <laughs> Cole, who was Christian Wolfkus? He's a very ordinary and simple man by our estimation in terms of education, career, things like that, who lived in a small village, but he's an exceptional man in this regard. His heart was so fixed on Christ and on being a biblical disciple that he cried out to the Lord that the Lord would grant him uh, his heart's desire, which was to lead a person to Christ, and specifically that he would be able to lead a Jew to Christ. And so this, this very simple village man ends up leading, as a result of this prayer and this desire in his heart to reach the lost, leads Richard Wormbrand to Christ. And so this is the power of one person leading one other person to Christ. And like you said, Todd, he, he becomes the unsung hero of the whole Wormbrand story and everything that's happened since in The Voice of the Martyrs for 50 years. And so this is a great example about how God can use any of us if we're yielded, as, as John said earlier, if, if we will become a living sacrifice, if we will embrace the joy that we could have by serving Christ, including paying a price to do so, we could be the person who could reach one other person to Christ, and who knows what God will do with that. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with John Groders. He is the director of Tortured for Christ, the movie, as well as the director of the video portions of a new curriculum based on the life of Richard and Sabina Wormbrand. We're also talking with Cole Richards. He is the president of the Voice of the Martyrs. Guys, as we think about the curriculum, and this is a question for each of you, which lesson jumps out at you or which lesson as we look at it do you say, wow, that's a great message for the American church right now? I'm going to go with session six because it brings out such an important point. So for years I've traveled into restricted and hostile nations and worked directly with our persecuted Christian family members. And there's a defining characteristic about them, which is exactly what we see in the book of Acts, the, the early disciples. And it's the thing that each of us should aspire to. I do as well. I want to be this kind of person. And the kind of person is simply this, is it's someone whose desires are fixed on eternity. Someone who's going to spend their life 
in, in the temporal world, in this world, in a way that makes it count for eternity. So that's where this whole curriculum leads. It leads to that session six where we talk about each of us can experience a fulfilling life of joyful discipleship in any circumstance. Even in a prison, as Richard and Sabina Wormbrand, even with Sabina in a forced labor camp, she experiences a meaningful and even joyful life of discipleship because everything that she's doing counts for eternity. And, and this, is, this is what we should aspire to. We should aspire to make our lives count for Christ. And in doing that, it's an honor and a joy to spend ourselves, to give something, to become a living sacrifice. We find so much joy in that, and it's an honor to do so. And that includes when we suffer and when things are difficult. John, how would you answer that question? Purely pragmatically, you know, you better put a good song number one on your album if you want people to listen <laughs> any farther. So number one, uh, you know, people are going to make a decision fairly quickly when they open the pages of a book or watch the first few minutes of a television show or even a movie and decide this is worth my time or it's not. And so I, I don't think there's one is better than the other, but I think we have a way to grab your attention right out of the gate. We go up to Sacelli, that little village you were just talking about. You know, we even we, we get to be in this Wormbrand's story, and then we are confronted with this moment, this uh, seminal moment, when he Richard stands up in the middle of the Congress of the Cults and sort of interrupts the proceedings of thousands of people and makes this bold, brash moment where he he just puts his life on the line and he takes over the microphone. We we filmed that for the movie. We replay some of those scenes. We see a crowd of people watching that moment. And then you ask yourself, would I do that? Would I have the courage or the boldness to raise my hand and say, well, I, I believe in Jesus. If I might be the only one at this table. I might be the only one in this family. I might be the only one on this football team, in this business environment, in this movie, in this commercial crew that I'm on. Would I be willing to stand up and it's a, it's a pretty personal question. We get to see somebody who did it, who had victory through it, and also paid an incredible price through it. So right off the bat, the stakes are high, and the question is pointed right at me. And I hope that if you go to the first session, if you go to the first session of this curriculum, you'll just make a commitment. I'll be there for six straight weeks. Um, my contributions are needed by the others in my group. Their contributions are going to change me. This film is fun to watch. It's, it's beautiful and I'm going to be six weeks committed, so I'll just start with number one. Cole, we've talked about the film several times today. There's there's something unique about this curriculum. When you order the curriculum, what do you get? As always, because we create our resources as ministry tools, we want to equip people for good ministry. And one way that we're doing that with the movie and with the curriculum is that everyone who purchases a curriculum, whether it's in a Christian bookstore or directly from the Voice of Martyrs, any way you get a hold of this thing, we will send you a free copy of the movie because we want groups to be able to watch the movie and then go into the six-week study or show the movie to a whole church and launch the curriculum in the small groups or Sunday school classes. These are just powerful ministry tools. We, we literally want every American Christian to have the experience of seeing Richard and Sabina's story, this this true historic testimony that will inspire you, and then having a chance to uh, talk through the curriculum. So as I said, it's it's available everywhere, online, at, at bookstores, from us directly, and everyone who gets the curriculum will send a free uh, DVD and digital copy of the movie itself. The Wormbrand curriculum that we've been talking about is available now. 
Come and visit us at vomradio.net. I'll give you a link where you can order your copy of the curriculum. And when you order the curriculum, you get a free DVD as well as a free digital download of Tortured for Christ the Movie. Now, those DVDs are not going to be released until January, but you can get one free now when you order the Wormbrand curriculum. So we'll give you a link to order that, and you can listen to every past episode of Voice of the Martyrs Radio. All that at vomradio.net. Again, that website, vomradio.net. Thank you, John and Cole, for being with us this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm really excited about the people who are going to get this curriculum and be impacted by it. Amen. Bless you, Todd. You know, one of your brothers in Christ, a pastor, a husband, a father of two, is in prison in China right now for putting his love of Christ into action. He's been sentenced to seven years in prison. Next week, you'll hear his story and find out how you can have a voice on his behalf. So I hope you'll come back and join us next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.